How can the Terps beat Ohio State? You are Locked On Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us part of your day. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get to bet $5 and get 200s in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. It's almost that time. Maryland versus Ohio State. One of the biggest games we have played in a while. A humongous game. One of the biggest games, not only just for us, but in just in terms of the Big Ten. It's one of the biggest games in the Big Ten this year. Undefeated Maryland versus undefeated Ohio State. And I'm going to tell you how the Maryland Terrapins can make the upset happen and take down the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm not going to say it's going to happen, but I do think there's a possibility if the Maryland Terrapins do this thing. First of all, we have to slow down Marvin Harrison in Emeka and Buka. I think that's number one of our on our list to do. If they both go off for over 100 yards, I don't think we have a chance. I don't think we can stop them completely. They're going to get theirs. They're just too good. And realistically speaking, they're going to get their yardage. They're going to get their catches. They'll probably get a touchdown. But can we slow them down in a way? Put a safety over Marvin Harrison. Did what Indiana did. Indiana, I thought, had a really good game plan against Ohio State where they only Gave up 23 points to Ohio State's offense. That was Ohio State's first game. They're still getting the quarterback situation figured out. But I still liked um, Indiana's game plan. They forced Marvin Harrison to only two catches for 18 yards in a Mecca and Buka three receptions for 16 yards. And instead, they forced Stover, Cade Stover, their really good tight end who's going to be an NFL player, and Fleming, their other wide receiver, the third wide receiver, to make plays. Cade Stover had five receptions for 100 yards, and Fleming had six receptions for 60 yards in the Indiana game. I'm okay if those two have a lot of yardage and more than they normally have and more than their average. If it means Emeka and Marvin Harrison have a little bit less because I think if we give those two the opportunity to go off, that 100 yards that Cade Sover got against Indiana, if we let Marvin Harrison do that, that can turn into 160 yards in two touchdowns with Marvin Harrison's. So overall, I think if we limit both of those two, then we can have a really good chance. And at the end of the day, we probably can't. But can we stop one of them? Stop one of them could be a big key, just like what Notre Dame did. Notre Dame only gave Marvin Harrison 30 yards. And guess how many points Ohio State put up against um, Notre Dame? They put up 17 they couldn't score. There's a theme if you go into their games. The ones where they put up big numbers, it's where Marvin Harrison goes off. Look at Western Kentucky. Marvin Harrison went off for 120 yards and had a touchdown. And Ohio State put up 63. 
Emeka Mbuka still had a really good game against Notre Dame. He had above 80 yards, played a really solid game. So if Emeka goes off, but we limit Marvin Harrison, that could absolutely be a key. Out of everything on their team, I think that's the most dangerous part of it, and that's the thing that concerns me the most. And I've said it. Our secondary is one of the best in the Big Ten. I think that's true. And Tarheeb Still and Jaquan Shepard have to play like animals this game. They have to play on the level of Marvin Harrison, the best wide receiver in the country. A lot of people say generational prospect, a guy that's going to be a top three pick, maybe at the wide receiver position. They have to find a way to steal a couple plays. I hope they've watched film and pick up a couple things that he likes to do, maybe in and out of his breaks or anything like that. I hope they're ready to go. Tarheeb still did get banged up last week. So Tarheeb's health is going to be a huge thing in terms of Maryland beating Ohio State. But our secondary overall has to has to show up. It can't be a slow start. We know the Terps have started slow in a lot of games. Slow start against Charlotte, down 14-0. But a slow start against Ohio State, guess what that might turn into? That might turn into, oh, shoot, snap. We're down 23-3 in the in the middle of the second quarter, or we're down 21-0 at the end of the first. A slow start against Ohio State, we're not rebounding from that. There's no coming back from a slow start against Ohio State. You can come back from a slow start against Charlotte, but Ohio State is a different. And then it's also about not ending the game slow. Maryland, Ohio State's going to make their punches. It's obvious. It's not going to be a clean, full game for the Maryland Terrapins. But there can't be a segment or a quarter or a half of the game where Maryland just plays terrible and goes down by too many points. I think at halftime, we have to be within seven or we have to be up at halftime to keep it close. And then going into the third quarter, we got to be within seven points to keep it close. And then I think we have a chance to make to make it close overall. But a slow start cannot happen. And this is what I want to say. I think it's okay for them to run the ball decently well enough. I'm not going to sit here up here and be like, oh, we're going to stop the run. Oh, we got to limit Marvin Harrison and Emeka Mbuka. Oh, we got to take away their talented tight end and Cade Stover. Oh, we got to get pass rush on Kyle McCord. Let's be real. That's very unrealistic. And I could just go through all the phases of our game and say, we have to do this. We have to do that. We have to do that well which in some ways that is true, but I think it's okay for them to run the ball decently well against us as long as that means they're staying away from the past because I want to force them to run the ball. They have good back and Travion Henderson. He's a really good player, but overall, if they're running the ball and not throwing the ball, that's less big-time explosive plays, and if Maryland can just get a couple stops on the run, a couple big-time stops in the run game and not allow them to rush for over a five average and maybe keep it to like 4.5, 4.4, keep it under there where they rush the ball maybe decently well and have some good runs. But overall, Maryland kind of limits it because if they're able to pass the ball and run the ball, we're done. There's no shot at beating us. But I select that we take away their biggest weapon 
and the, the maybe the best player in the country in Marvin Harrison, I select that we take that away. So if we give up some stuff in the run game and they rush for maybe 100 yards with Trayvon Henderson, maybe that's okay because maybe we can get stops like that. Maybe we can get lucky and they get a holding penalty on second and six, and now they're at second and 15 or something like that or third and 15, and we can get off the field. I think that's kind of how we have to go about it. I'm not sure what the Maryland game plan is going to be exactly on defense, but I do think we kind of have to pick our poison here. I don't think there's a way for us to go into this game and say, we stopped them there, we stopped them here, and we're going to win the game. I just can't see that happening, but I do think the pass rush also has to come into play against Kyle McCord in their offensive line. I talked to the Ohio State locked on Buckeyes guy, and he said that their offensive line hasn't been amazing, and the Terps defensive line isn't amazing either, but can we get pressure in spots? It doesn't have to be the whole entire game, but it has to be a key third and 10, a key third and eight, and Quayshon Fuller comes off the edge, or Kellen Wyatt, or Jayshon Barham on the blitz. It has to be in spots that the Maryland Terrapins can take advantage of when we need it the most. Most importantly on defense, I think that kind of sums it up perfectly. When we need to make plays, we have to make them overall. But what can the offense do to bring down the Ohio State Buckeyes? I will tell you after this ad from LinkedIn. These days, new potential hires can feel like high-stakes wagers for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help find the right people for your team faster and for free. A lot of people need jobs right now, and if you want to find someone amazing for your company, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The Terps offense absolutely has to have a huge day for the Maryland Terrapins to pull off the upset. And I want to talk about our run game first. I feel like I talk about it every single week, but it has not been special. It hasn't been good since that Charlotte game where Roman Hemby went off and was one of the best players in the country that week. Roman Hemby has slowed down tremendously in the last couple of games. He's averaged under four yards per carry, and it just hasn't, the offensive line hasn't run buck particularly well for him. He hasn't found the holes that the best. He doesn't look as explosive as he usually does. He's been banged up a little bit, but this game, I hope he saved it up. I hope we saved Roman Hemby for this Ohio State game because Here's how I look at it. We're going to need to run the ball at least decently well, similar to what I said about Ohio State. We're going to need to run the ball decently well, but we're also going to need a couple of big runs from Roman Hemby, at least three big carries. I don't mean like 50-yard carries. I mean like a solid 11-12 yard carry for Roman Hemby. I think we need three or the three of those at least, maybe four of those to keep the game close, but I really think that running the ball well could 
really open up this game plan. And I don't want to act like we haven't ran the ball good at all. Antoine Littleton played really well last week. He averaged 10 yards on the ground. We're going to need Littleton if how many carries. I don't know how many carries he gets. I think he gets a good amount. I still think Maryland rotates those two guys a good amount. We're going to need Antoine Littleton to have another couple big plays. And if it's in short yardage, he has to get the yardage. There's no other way to beat this team without Antoine Littleton and Roman Hemby. I think they got to average above five yards per carry. And you can throw Talia into that run game. We might need a couple of runs on a third and eight from Talia to make a play if they're in man coverage and Ohio State loses the edge. We're going to need Talia. He might have to take a hit. It, that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be a fight against this team if we want to stay in it. And we're going to have to play well on the run game. I think it has to get going overall. But I need a day for Roman Hemby. Let's talk about Talia. He has to be Talia. He has to be the Talia that we've seen this year. And it can't be like last year's Penn State game or last year's Wisconsin game where we had high expectations going in. And Talia throws for under 50% and goes 11 to 22 for 74 yards. We need confidence, Talia. We need the last couple games, Talia. We need huge plays, Talia. If it runs into a shootout, we're going to need Talia to put up some big numbers. Because very well, the way the game might shake, shake out, if you remember the Ohio State game from a couple of years ago that we were in, that was a shootout overall. So the game might turn into shootout if we want to win. But realistically to win, this is kind of what we're going to need from Talia. We're going to need over 300 yards for him. I think that's kind of safe to say. And we're going to need at least three or four touchdowns. It's going to take a crazy performance. But don't forget how he played last year against Ohio State. He had some magic last year when he played the Ohio State Buckeye team. A very good team for Talia. A very good game for Talia when he went 26 to 36 for 300 yards and two touchdowns. It might have to be another one of those. And the craziest part about that, as well as Talia played, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to beat the Ohio State Buckeyes last year. It was a pretty close game. And honestly, if it is that close again, I kind of look at it as a win for the Maryland Terrapins. I know you don't take with losses as mental wins you don't really do that but as a fan and as a podcaster I kind of have to take that win if it ends up being that close to the game again but overall that wasn't enough so he might have to add on another touchdown or two or another big time throw or the rest of the offense has to overall make other plays that they haven't made yet that even though our offense played really well against Ohio State last year it might have to be more or the defense has to get another stop. But it can't just be, oh, it was a close game. Even though I'm going to look at it as a positive, the coaching staff isn't, the players aren't. If we want to win, it's going to have to be all three phases of the ball. And Talia has to play outplay McCord. Kyle McCord is a good, solid quarterback. But if you ask anyone in the country, basically, they'll say Talia is better, just like Talia outplayed C.J. Stroud in the Ohio State last year. Yes, Talia outplayed Stroud. Go look at the stat line. Go rewatch the game. He outplayed the number two pick in the NFL draft, who's putting up extraordinary numbers his rookie season for the Texans. C.J. Stroud is. Talia outplayed that guy last year um, at in the shell at Maryland Stadium 
with a less talented offense to work with. CJ Stroud obviously had Marvin Harrison and had a bunch of other really good players, had a Mecca and Buka. And CJ Stroud didn't outplay Talia. So Talia outplayed CJ Stroud last year. So I think he has to outplay McCord, or I think he he absolutely has to outplay McCord. There's no other way for us to win. He has to make more big time throws. He has to make have more yards. He has to have more touchdowns. He has to make more plays with his feet. He has to have less turnovers than him. He has to have zero turnovers really to win the game. But he has to outplay Kyle McCord to really give us a solid chance. But overall, if the run game is going kind of well, like realistically, all three, all every phase of the offense isn't going to go well. But if the offense is running the ball maybe decently well and Talia is having one of his games, anything can happen, really, especially when Talia is having his games. But to allow Talia to have one of his big-time games, maybe the most important part of this is the offensive line. If the offensive line can play well and give Talia time to find our talented wide receiver group, the Terps have a chance. Forget the run game. If we're not running the ball well, okay. But if the offensive line is giving Talia time to throw the ball, and I've heard that Ohio State pass rush has been kind of disappointed. They have a lot of really good players over there. They got five stars almost everywhere you look. But I've heard it's been disappointing so far this year. If the offensive line can block these guys and it can turn into Talia having time to throw the ball and find one of the best wide receiver groups in the country, I think, then I think it's game time. I think it's time to go. Because as long as Talia doesn't throw the ball and and has played the way that we have expected in the play and that he's played all season, if he has time, there's no telling what can happen in this game. I really think the Maryland Terrapins offense, they can score against the defense. I'm not going to say Ohio State's defense is bad. It's a really good group. It's going to be hard to score points. But I think Maryland's offense is up to the challenge. And that's not me putting down Ohio State. That's me having all the confidence in Talia overall. But if the offensive line can block just pretty well, then we have a chance to really take down this team, I think. And that's how we're going to make the upset. But I think two wide receivers have to have a big day. I'm not going to go ahead and say, oh, the whole entire room has to have big days. That's not realistic. That's not going to happen. But our strength of our team is the quarterback position in the wide receiver room overall. I think those might be our two biggest strengths possibly. But Ty Felton has to continue to play really well. Jason Jones might have to have a big game. Caden Prather might have to have a big game. I think two of those guys, or Tyree Chambers or Octavian Smith, two of those guys that are main contributors in that wide receiver room have to have a big day. I mean like over 90 yards and maybe a touchdown added on to that. I think for two players in that room. And then also Corey Deitches, you could add into that as the talented tight end. And then I think an X factor on the offense has to make one big play. I'm looking at a Tyree Chambers who's been quiet so far this year. Or Octavian Smith who has played well in spots but is really talented. They have to make one big play. I'm talking about you know Octavian Smith or Tyree Chambers on the third down and they get open and they, and they convert it. Or 
they get open down the field. It doesn't have to be a 50-yard bomb. But if that is that, if that's the one play, I'm not going to be mad at it. I need one of them to make a big play or a guy like Preston Howard or Colby McDonald. Someone not expected to make one big play on offense that can kind of keep a drive going or really makes a huge difference in the game, a huge yardage pickup or something like that. You guys know what I'm saying? I need one of those guys to make a huge play, just one big play or more for us to have a chance to beat the Ohio State Buckeyes. Will the Terps cover? Or better yet, will they win? I'll tell you after this message from FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 of bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. College football season is here, and this season, Lockdown is kicking up your coverage with Lockdown College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Lockdown will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Lockdown College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in depth like only Lockdown can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Lockdown College hosts covering their team every day. Find Lockdown College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on any Lockdown College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Let's get into some over and unders for the week. And will the Terps cover against Ohio State or win? Talia Tunga Viola over under 280 yards. I'm going to say over. Even if we're down, I think to get back into the game, we're going to be throwing the ball a lot. I think from the start, we're going to throw the ball a good amount. So I think Talia goes over the 280-yard mark. I'd be surprised, honestly, if he doesn't get into 300 yards, unless the offense is so disgruntled and and Ohio State's defense really messes us up like that. But I expect him to get over into the 300-yard mark with how many times we usually pass the ball. Let's talk about Kyle McCord, Ohio State's quarterback. Over under 235 yards for Kyle McCord. I want to say under, and I think there is a way where he goes under and they still win the game pretty handily. I can see that happening for sure. But I'm going to say over, honestly. I think it's hard for me to say that Maryland's secondary is just going to be able to slow down straight NFL wide receivers everywhere and NFL tight end and just five-star recruits all over the place. It's hard for me to say that's going to be slowed down until I really see it. So I'm going to say over for the yardage for Kyle McCord. But I do have confidence in our secondary to slow down those guys and our pass rush to get to Kyle McCord. Roman Hemby, will he finally get going over under 55 yards for Hemby? I think he has to have over 55 yards. If he doesn't have over 55 yards, I doubt we can win the game. So I'm going to say 55 or not even just win the game. Just to cover, I think he has to have above 55 yards. So I'm going to say 55 yards for that sake. Ty Felton, will he continue to dominate over under 60 yards for Ty Felton? I'm going to say under. I think it will be other guys in that wide receiver room this game. I think it might be Kanan Prather, Jason Jones, maybe Octavian Smith, maybe Ty Shamers. 
But I think they're going to game plan a little bit for Ty Felton and not let them sneak up on them like what happened against Michigan State and against Indiana where he led our team receiving because I felt like those teams weren't exactly ready for him and, did, and underestimated his talent a little bit. But I'm going to say under for Ty Felton this game. Marvin Harrison, will we hold him under 75 yards? Hmm. I want to say yes, but realistically, if I had, if my life was on the line, I'd say he'd get the 75. It's just, he's going to create too many. It's just, he can create a big play there and he already has it. Basically. It's hard for me to sit here and not lie and just say, we're going to stop him. I hope we can limit him. I do, but it's going to be really hard. So I'm going to say over for Marvin Harrison, but let's get into the, the spread. The spread is 19 and a half. It's a pretty big spread. And this is the first game. The Terps are underdogs. Will the Terps cover the spread? I'm saying yes. I think we cover the 19 and a half points. That's a lot of points. It can still be like an 18, 17 point game. And we cover the spread. Maryland has covered the spread four to five times this season, but I think we're ready to go. I think we got talent. I think this is Coach Loxley's best team yet. I think they have confidence. I think we have the quarterback to do it. I'm not going to say we win the game. I think Ohio State ends up winning the game, but I think Maryland keeps it somewhat close and does make it interesting. I hope and pray that we can somehow pull it out because the podcast after would be amazing but if Maryland keeps it close and looks like a top 25 team we have to take that win as as it comes but my final score prediction I am going to go 30 to 23 the Maryland Terrapins keep it close but end up losing by a touchdown but get respect from the rest of the country but overall I hope we win that's all we have for just today. Tomorrow after the game, I will be on here on the post-game show talking about what in, what expired in the game. But I'm hoping we win. Make sure to like and subscribe. And thank you for listening to Locked on Turps.